Hi, and welcome to episode 15 of A Tale of Two Singles. In this episode, we talk about our latest sporting endeavours, finally tackle the spark, and share a listener court and chaos story with a very happy ending. Enjoy. One, two, three, woo! Hi. How are you doing? I am good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, <laughs> not bad, thanks. <laughs> I'm pretty proud of myself right now because we're sitting in front of a coal fire that I myself made. Smoke, non, non-polluting coal. <laughs> oh, I don't know what it's called, but it's special coal that doesn't it damage the air. Great. <laughs> thanks for that little bit of info on your fire. <laughs> I've derailed the conversation before it's even begun. I'm so sorry. I'm not a fire policeman. <laughs> Just didn't want people judging me. <laughs> but you did do it and it is warm. Yeah, so that's impressive. It is. I'm actually a little bit too warm, if anything. How many times have you successfully made a fire in your fire place? Chimney? <laughs> Fireplace. Oh, that is right. Yeah. <laughs> you don't set fire in the chimney. <laughs> um, so I've successfully done it twice. Yeah. Oh, well done. Um, out of more than two attempts. Okay. Well, but look at that. Okay. I am a strong, independent woman. You can make fire. I can make a fire. <laughs> Keep you warm. <laughs> That's excellent. How's life been? It's been good, thanks. Well, I feel like it's just been a bit kind of average. Mm. I don't like, I was thinking before we started recording about what I could say on an update in, I think it's just been a bit normal. Nothing very exciting to report. Mm. I felt like my personal highlight was having a little mini dance party in your living room. Yes. With you was, and your housemate. Yeah, that was great fun. DJing. Some disco tunes <laughs> from the 90s. Yeah. Sometimes you have to create your own fun people. Yeah, we do. I mean, while lockdown is still on, safe way to do it. Yeah. And actually very thankful that where we live right now is not on the highest um, stage of lockdown. But a big shout out to those of you who are, because that's tough. I know. But I think, yeah, so I would say like a dance party has been successful i've actually done quite a few runs oh good job i did a run today back on the running yeah you did well done we're back on it back on it running is happening again after periods of not running i had to retreat retreat retract i'm not sure to week three of couch to 5k guys so i've still got six more weeks to go before i'm a true runner but that's okay that's fine in six weeks time i'm gonna ask you yeah you wait for it you won't be able to find me because i'm gonna be running 5ks (laughs) left right and center this podcast is going to have to take a pause <laughs> <laughs> for your elite running. <laughs> it's developing great. I bought some proper running trainers and everything. I was yeah. like, you know what? If um, you commit money to mm-hmm. a project, then because I don't spend money easily or lightly, I now will run. Will you? Yeah. Is it, so since you, since you, sorry, that was very sceptical. Since you've bought your trainers, how many runs have you done? I've done two. Great. I only bought them a week ago. That's, wow, that's impressive. Yeah, thanks Two runs much. in a week. Hold on. I bought them with another friend and I know for a fact that she has done zero runs. <laughs> wow. But she did wear them to work. Way to show out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Maybe she works in a place where she has to be able to run it at short notice. 
She doesn't. But oh. <laughs> she did. She does listen to this podcast when she's running, and she did say that she didn't have a new episode to run to. So now she'll run listening to this and know that I've just shamed her. Yeah. So I'm really sorry. Maybe she can run extra fast in anger at your shaming yeah. her publicly. Apologies. <laughs> but as someone did once recently say, I'm the least likely person to exercise <laughs> that they know. <laughs> I feel like we've all experienced some judgment. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't remember when I said that or why I said that. But to a degree, I kind of still stand by a little bit. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Although you did come to fitness classes with me when we lived together. Yeah. You did come to one. Do you remember when we did the weight one and it was so embarrassing? <laughs> Everyone had like three giant green weights on either end of their bars. And then we just had the little tiny pink ones. <laughs> and we're literally dying. <laughs> and I had to stop and then he was like looking over it. Yeah, that was not our finest moment ever. <laughs> My housemate offered to lend me his weights, but the lightest one is like 2.5 kilos and it's on a bar, so I'd have to lift that's 5 really, kilos. And I'm that's, like, that's quite, quite light. You think that's light? Yeah. I think that's a lot. Yeah. I reckon you could do that. Maybe yeah. not for your arms, you could squat with that though. Oh yeah, I would want to do the arms. Oh. Fine with your legs. <laughs> My legs <laughs> You're going to be one of those guys. There's like huge shorts and shoulders and tiny chicken legs um yeah that's what i made me for i think that's really attractive um so anyway we're like five minutes in i don't know what's happened so we got some great feedback from episode 14 though yeah we did my personal favorite so one of the guys we interviewed just threw out the question about like are we missing the point of love yeah and then someone just messaged asking what is love i know that that's a huge existential question yeah <laughs> i don't actually really know <laughs> <laughs> so we're not going to challenge that question today yeah no how do you answer that maybe we will think about that yeah definitely want to think about um someone else message saying in response to what the listener feedback we played that they're also upset that boys don't talk about us and she also said that she's upset that the guys didn't really know what Mika Mild is and that that's not what they're looking for um because she feels like that was drilled into her brain Aww as a woman growing up in the church. Does she feel like she's meek and mild? No, she does not feel well, like she's Well, that's just fine then, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> but I think the principle of like being told yeah. that's what you should be and then finding out the guys don't even want that probably is... Or, yeah, equally, there. like, maybe... Why is there, like, a big, like, disparity there? Like, women have been told that, mm. that that's how we should be, and men aren't being told that that's what they should be looking for. They yeah, didn't even know, know what it was, did they? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> nice, it's very interesting that mm. we are. And are we actually told that, or is it, like, subliminal? Yeah. I'm not sure. Maybe it's a cultural thing as well. Yeah. Because even, like, if you think about where things were, like, in the 50s, mm. like, wartime, women were very submissive, weren't yeah. they? That was just the role. You were the housewife. Yeah. And I guess things have changed, but thankfully have been changing more. But mm. that was genuinely all you could offer. Yeah. And I think there are some things, <clears throat> like, definitely when I started working, I was quite hesitant to kind of give my opinion a lot, especially in meetings with like older men who were in management I yeah. felt hesitant to say what I think and I think part of that was thinking like that subconsciously maybe I didn't have a right to speak partially probably because I was in a junior position but maybe partially because I was a woman whereas now they can't get me to stop speaking yeah no, so maybe they regret it <laughs> but I'm glad <laughs> no I think that's a really positive thing because you've like that's the thing we have a lot to offer and say as well as women and we shouldn't mm. have to hold it back I think yeah. we actually do a disservice when we hold things back Definitely. and we don't share challenge and like uplift as well yeah yeah 
We were given a voice. Let's use it. We are going to use it. Yeah. That's why we're making a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um... We also, my favourite review of our podcast, perhaps, so far, is I was with my friend the other day, and she said that she loves our podcast. Great, thank you. And that it reminds her of when her parents used to hide things, um, hide vegetables (laughs) in her food, so that she would eat them. Aww. (laughs) So basically, we've got lots of sustenance, but we're hiding it in, like, joy and laughter. Oh, great. She appreciates that. Okay. Like, it's deep, but it doesn't seem deep until deep. you go away and process it. Tiny chopped up vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> Getting your vitamin C. Yeah, here we are. Oh no, that's fun. Yeah, that's good to know that we're like getting fun, well we're doing it in a fun way, but yeah. getting people thinking, which is positive. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> um, we yeah. also, uh, one of our married listeners, glad Ooh, that we have married listeners yeah. as well as single listeners, um, she was uh, really interested in what the guys were saying about pressure and that we were saying as well. Um, and she said some thoughts on the pressure to know you want to be married before or early in dating. Mm. Um, that she, if she had taken this advice, she might not have dated her husband. There is so much pressure to know they are the person for you. When actually, how on earth could you know before you've given the relationship a chance? First impressions is all that would be based upon, and that's so unfair. Yeah. Um, and she says similarly, we had comments in the first few weeks and months about wedding bells and I just want to say to the Christian community just stop doing that it is so unhelpful and so intrusive we dated for 2.5 years which was the right amount of time for us and had we over analyzed early on that we weren't that we weren't certain we would get married we might not have isn't that ironic that is ironic and I think like because this is what the guys have been saying as well is Mm. don't put the pressure on it and don't be asking those questions so quickly and early on and I think that's so valid because, yeah, like this listener saying, if that had been there, she might not have got married to yeah. her now husband. Yeah. And they're very happily married. So actually, sometimes you just don't know straight away. No. And that's okay. That's valid. Yeah, I think that pressure... I think single people can put that sometimes onto each other as well. Yeah. Um, just asking, oh, you know, where's it going? And oh, are you going to get yeah. married? This is so exciting. Where actually, let's just support each other and let those who are in the relationship lead the conversation and then support them and offer advice where it's asked for, but not mm. add extra pressure when I think we already put enough pressure on ourselves. Yeah, that's true. Um, we also had this really lovely bit of feedback. <laughs> just going to share. People can tell us if they agree or if they want us to just stop the podcast because they totally disagree. So they say, I can't even tell you how much I have enjoyed A Tale of Two Singles so far. I have been listening to it on walks and runs and when I laugh out loud, it attracts some funny licks. I don't have social media, but I've been urging my friends, my mum, my boyfriend, etc. to listen to it, and they've all loved it too. I love that she's got her mum listening. Yeah, what a legend. that's great. Um, as well as bringing a huge smile to my face, you've really made me think lots about dating as a Christian, and I have enjoyed contemplating some of the issues you bring up, especially on the Dr. Lena Tutt episode about community and churches as families. Some of the things have been hard to digest, but I suppose that's an important part of learning too. I think it's also pretty cool that even though your main topic of conversation is singleness, you've said so many things which have been valuable to think about for people in relationships too. I'm afraid I don't have any caught in chaos stories, but as a Tinderella for you both, you have unbelievably infectious laughs and it never fails to bring a smile to my face. Oh, yay. That's really sweet. That's really sweet. And I'm glad that, again, it feels like it's relevant to people who are married or in relationships as well. Mm. That's really encouraging to know, actually. Yeah. 
And I think that's what we want to do, right? And that is what um, Lena was saying when we were chatting to her about the fact that we all have things to offer to each other and we can all be family together. And we don't want to create like a hierarchy of making single people more important than married people or people in relationships. It's that we all are human beings created in the image of God and loved by God. And actually we all need each other and work best when we support each other and our friends together so that's great absolutely and she saved us from having to do our own tinderellas <laughs> <laughs> yeah no because apparently we're not very good at doing tinderellas anymore although i heard you got one recently but you don't want to share it no i don't want to share it <laughs> and you're gonna try and make me share it no i'm gonna <laughs> um but we would really encourage you to actually be just sharing with each other like positive things about what you love about each other yeah let's share positive stories and make people feel good about themselves i'm gonna guess in six weeks time i'm either gonna be saying that i really love your running or i'm gonna be commenting on how toned your arms are (laughs) (laughs) or both yeah or both (laughs) one of the two (laughs) um okay Should we challenge another myth? Because it's been a while since we've done this. Yeah, no, it is. And I'm actually quite excited about challenging this one. Because this is one that we said we were going to challenge back in episode six. Yes. So in episode six, we were trying to challenge the myth that single people are scared of commitment. By not committing to answering the question. (laughs) And then we started talking about the spark. Yes, we did. And so we have decided that today we're going to challenge the myth. If there isn't a spark, it's not going to work. And someone emailed us in about this. So Mm -hmm. they said, I definitely think it's worth discussing the spark. Like, is a spark always the sign of something that could be meaningful and significant? Can you suddenly develop a spark with someone you've known for a long time? What actually is the spark? Sometimes I've thought I've had a spark or connection with someone only to realise that they seem to have that impression on everyone and it's just their way. So how can you tell? Yeah, so what? I guess one of the things that I think would be really helpful is we've actually done some research around this as well. But what, just for you, right now, what do you view as a spark? What does When someone says the spark, what does that mean to you? What do you envisage? Mm. Yeah, it's a really good question, isn't it? Because I was thinking, have I ever had the spark? Yeah. What? I, yeah, I think you should read out what we Googled because I think, <laughs> I don't really know. I think it is that feeling yeah. of like excitement and like, oh, you know, mm. when you really just love chatting to someone and being around someone and it makes you feel yeah. like really good. Um, but is that a spark or is that just it's a positive thing? I think it's a great person that's yeah, charismatic. Cause maybe because that's like that person was saying mm. they thought they've had a spark, but that's just how someone is with everybody. Yeah, right. But I also think as well sometimes I think the spark can be where you meet somebody and you can tell instantly that you're both attracted to each other. Mm. Like there's just that chemistry there. <laughs> Some of us are worse at picking up on that. <laughs> yes, some of us are. But like, but um, I think when you're attuned to it, that's like mm. quite exciting. Yeah. And fun. Yeah. Get some free drinks from it as well now and again. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so one of the, so we were researching it and one of the um, definitions that we got of the spark is from Glamour magazine. And mm. it says... Um, so the spark is that certain something you feel when you meet someone and there is a recognisable mutual attraction. You want to rip off his or her clothes and undress his or her mind. It's a magnetic pool between two people where you both feel mentally, emotionally, physically and energetically connected. You're drawn to the entirety of the other person. It's a feeling that buzz... It's... 
Oh. It's a feeling <laughs> that buzz in your cellular makeup and feeling your body internally sigh yes in recognition. When your mouths are fused together, <laughs> fireworks go off behind your closed eyelids for a good long time. That's a spark. So, what do you think? I mean, glamour is obviously very factual in everything it produces. <laughs> obviously. And it never says anything questionable. But do you feel like you've experienced that? Spark? Um, I think I would say the top bit where it says, like, the first line where it's like, mm. there's a recognisable mutual attraction. Uh-huh. 100%. Not fireworks going off behind your closed eyelids for a long time? Sorry to all the guys. <laughs> no. <laughs> all the guys. <laughs> a little slip there. <laughs> Yet to experience the fireworks. <laughs> Which also makes me think of um, in Princess Diaries, where she talks, like just to change the scene. Yeah, but yeah, when she like when she talks about um, when she wants to have her kiss, and she's like, "You'll know it's the right guy when your foot pops." Mm. <laughs> like I never it had does a, yeah. never had a foot pop either. It does pop for her though. That's true, <clears throat> and obviously again very factual. Yeah, very yeah. very factual. So, yeah, still waiting to find out. I am the princess of Genovia. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't happened yet, but there's still time. <laughs> I would love that to be a curveball. <laughs> Could I come and live in your country? Oh, 100%. If that happens. You can all come, guys. Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's really interesting, isn't it? Because I think, I guess the question, like, is it possible for that spark? It would seem from this definition that it's not possible for a spark to, like, grow. It's either yeah. there or it's not there. Mm-hmm. And if it's not there, can you then have a happy relationship with someone? With, yeah, I think so. I think that's a really interesting thing that we can definitely unpick, but... What was really interesting about the later part of that, mm. like this article in Glamour, is saying that actually the spark can ruin mm. a relationship. So if you're basing everything on that spark, like it's really exciting and it's really like energetic and fun and it's exciting and you're drawn to it mm. initially. But then if you peel anything back or like the relationship does the distance, does it actually not have any substance to it? Mm. And you're just chasing after the feeling rather than after an actual connection and relationship. Mm. I feel like you maybe you're going to be mad at me for bringing this up. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but I'm doing it now. Because it came to me. A few weeks ago, we were talking about... You were saying about how the community had, like, helped you overcome, like, potentially <laughs> an awkward dating situation. <laughs> yeah. But when I was just thinking about it, yeah. that was another thing where there was potentially a spark there, but mm. actually it wouldn't have been good. Yeah. And I think that can happen quite a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. But equally, then, there could be someone that's like, seems good on paper... Yes. And ha- is a great human, but there's not a spark. Yeah. And then can you overcome that? Yeah. Like, like what does that mean? Because I think, so we equally just did this, because this came to me before we started recording. Yeah. Is the line from, he's just not that into you. Which what is, again, factually correct. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it is factually correct that because just because someone pushes you over and me- is mean to you, it doesn't mean that they automatically like you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Thankfully, I don't think that's ever happened. Have you been pushed over? Probably at school. Aww. <laughs> no, I can't remember. So many traumatic experiences. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so they were talking about, they're in the bar in one of the scenes and they're talking about the spark. And the guy's like, the spark is a load of crap. Like, mm. it doesn't exist. And he's like, it's something that guys have made up to get, to allow you women to keep chasing after us. And it gives us the ability to treat you badly, not commit and mm. not do things properly because it's the spark and it's exciting and you guys lap it up because you love the drama. Mm, what Do you think that's fair? Intriguing. Mm, it is intriguing. 
Mm, I think, I don't know, I like totally depends on the woman, but I think if you're someone as well who loves drama, you're probably going to actually perhaps put up with worse behaviour because there's a spark, because there's that mm. attraction and you might like hold on to that rather than be like, mm, I'm not standing for this because this perhaps the way that I'm being treated or is not allowing me to do that. Or equally, I think as well, sometimes maybe girls can use the spark with guys as well to get away with similar behaviours. Yeah. Yeah, or as an excuse for not being... Because you're not sure. Yeah. It's really interesting because I think, like, listening to kind of podcasts and reading and stuff about relationships, a lot of things say, like, that spark and that kind of attraction doesn't last very long. Mm. But it's, like, needed in order for you to commit to, like, that long-term relationship because you wouldn't do it otherwise. Um, But obviously, yeah, if your whole relationship is founded on a spark when that goes out, as in mm. inevitably probably will, with, like, the strain of life and all the yeah. things that come along, if your relationship is just founded on that, then it won't last. But if there's no spark at all, are you just basically good friends? I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. And like you said as well, if, like, say, there's people where you think, on paper, there's so many criteria, and actually it looks like we would mesh really well mm. together. But when you meet, you don't feel like there's that attraction or that spark there. Do you then continue dating? How long do you give it? Yeah. And so with, like, we talked about Indian matchmaker before. Or yeah. I think I spoke about it with John Mark Comer. <laughs> um, <laughs> in that scenario, when you're in an arranged marriage, the, the pay becomes first... Yeah. And the spark comes later, presumably. Yes. And people have lifelong happy marriages through that. Mm-hmm. You can't initially meet, you know, on your wedding day or a few times before your wedding day and then be like a really obvious spark necessarily every time. Yeah. And yet relationships like very often work out. So then yeah. is the spark a lie? I don't. Mm, so I don't think the spark is a lie. I think the spark is something that genuinely happens. Mm. And I think that that is just like, surely it's like a physiological reaction yeah. as well, right? Yeah. That is there. And I think the spark definitely, I would say I've experienced that. Mm. Like where you just automatically are just drawn to somebody. Yeah. And you can tell that they're drawn to you as well. And there's like, it's exciting. But I don't necessarily believe that that should be everything we base a relationship on and I actually think that'd be quite unwise Mm. to purely base your relationship on whether that spark is there or not yeah how long would you give it if you were like dating someone and there was no spark do you think do you think that spark can grow and it's worth giving it if you really like everything else about them I think it I think it could grow and I've heard people share that and have experienced that Mm. that that has grown for them but on another article that I was reading, can't remember what one it is, I'll see if I can find it, we can put it in the link, but um, was saying that they gave three dates. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, a benchmark of three dates. Mm. To be like, to see if there's anything that can grow or, like, you begin to feel a bit mm. more, there's more intrigue. Yeah. Because I think, I know people who have been really good friends for a long time. Yeah. And then have ended up together. And I don't think that's, that spark has been there the whole time. And yeah. it, like, was founded on friendship. But then, yeah, I guess once they start dating. I actually, I'm 
intrigued to ask a few of my friends about this now who've like had lifelong friendships with people yeah and then ended up dating Mm. where like obviously they didn't have that spark in like childhood or yes so I'd be really intrigued I'm gonna ask them and come back to you guys with um some answers how that works yeah I yeah because I think that um is it like it's, it's an intriguing thing to think about it's like how long would you give dates as well Mm. especially if you think actually this is a person that I really respect that are like those really great qualities about them surely that's like a good foundation to then build in hope that elements of the spark can come in or like that attraction can grow yeah. as well yeah and we were talking about like I don't know having watched like so many movies over time in our mm-hmm. lives and things like whether what the expectation is unrealistic in terms of, I definitely think there should, like, I mean, we'd all love a spark, right? And you want to be with someone who makes you really happy and who you want to be around and yeah. you just really click and all of that stuff. And I definitely think that. But this kind of idea of, like, fireworks and, mm-hmm. you know, your leg popping and all these yeah. things, like, whether that's such an such a high expectation that actually we miss it when we do feel the spark because yeah. we're looking we think the spark is something that's not because we're looking for like the hollywood yeah spark. like we're looking for a literal like bonfire when actually it's like a little sparkler oh yeah. <laughs> maybe not a firework yeah. i've just got my sparkler <laughs> but i like it <laughs> yeah that's true yeah. maybe i don't know maybe that is part of it i think yeah it's a good question about because there are definitely some people that I think are just really charismatic and just get on with everyone mm-hmm. and are just naturally like very vivacious and maybe seem quite flirtatious but actually yeah. that's just their character and that's a beautiful thing but then yeah. maybe that can be quite confusing when it feels like it's a spark but then it turns out everyone thinks they yeah, have a spark. Yeah everyone has thinks they've got that yeah with that person that's true. Yeah I think that does happen. One thing I was talking recently with a friend about and we were discussing like like kind of along these lines but like when perhaps you're younger and you're really like led emotionally led right Mm. and like you're living in that moment and you choose things because because of how it makes you feel yeah um and that's maybe how you then commit to somebody and we were talking about now that we're older and like still looking for relationships have has our perspective changed or our attitude to it changed a bit and rather than looking for necessarily that big excitement, I think it would be a lie if we said we weren't because I think everyone's looking mm. for that connection. But equally, is there like a shift now in like you commit to a person and hope that it like that can really grow because our values are different or what we're looking for is different. And actually maybe there's something really special about choosing someone and committing to that and then letting it grow versus yeah. feeling like you it's happened to you because that's just how it all feels and that's it and there's no choice and then you run with it yeah yeah I I definitely think because we just grow to be more pragmatic right and more considered yeah more considered and like the more of a life you have as you get older and establish your own life as you have to the more you know, that runaway romance is, like, juxtaposed with, like, the reality of life and the sacrifices you need to make and everything. So I guess maybe that does automatically mean that you wouldn't necessarily have such a whirlwind romance as maybe you would when you were... Yeah. 
like a 16 su- at high school. Yeah, having a summer romance. Found out you're a princess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, exactly. Okay. So I think we're saying, we do think there is a spark. Yeah. But maybe it's possible for that spark to grow. Yes. And equally, I think it can grow, but I equally don't think that we should base, if there is a spark, everything on it. And I also don't think that we should then, if there is a spark, allow us or allow ourselves to treat somebody with less respect than there should be there. Yeah. Because it's exciting and it's anything. Actually, don't hold on to something if you're not being treated well. Yeah. Because it's a spark. Yeah. Because it's exciting. Definitely. And that is hard. Like, that is hard. But I've definitely had friends who I feel like have not been treated well. Yeah. Like, know your value. Yeah. And don't get caught up in the emotion of it. Yeah. If the spark is allowing somebody to treat you as you should not be treated. Yeah. And also, I guess, because they're, like, opportunities for many people seem to be, like, few and far between of actually getting that spark with someone. They're not thinking, this is the only time it's ever going to happen, so I'm just going to have to suck up all these things that are not good in order to have this one and only Mm. spark. Yeah, absolutely. And, um... Be aware of what the spark can do to you. One day, cause me to go bright red and panic at work. <laughs> Are you referring to our previous story? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I don't know if I am. I don't know if we've spoken about that one again or not, but one of my colleagues was like, you need to calm down. <laughs> a little bit embarrassing. Was that a one-way spark or a two-way spark? I think that's a two-way spark, but again, ill-placed. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. So, guys, we'd love your opinions on the spark. Yes. Because I think we're really just, like, starting to think about this now, as you can tell from all our Google research of romantic dramas and <laughs> glamour magazines. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, email a tale of two singles at gmail.com, Instagram us, Facebook us, at a tale of two singles. Yeah. We would love to know what you think. We really would. Um, and if you are in, like, a long-term relationship and there was a massive spark at the beginning or there wasn't a massive spark at the beginning and you have a story to tell about that, we'd love to hear it. Yeah, let us know. Share your wisdom and we can share it with yeah. the world. And equally, for anybody out there, what does the spark mean to you? Yeah. How have you experienced it? That'd be really, really intriguing to know. It would. Yeah. Okay. Well, we haven't got loads of time left, but we do want to bring a court and chaos story yeah. back. So the last few weeks, we've been thinking a lot about the male perspective and listening to the guys. So um, here is a story that gives maybe you guys <laughs> an insight into the female psyche. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a letter from Natalie. So I'm going to read it to you. Yeah, thank you. Um, she said she doesn't mind not being anonymous, so I didn't just out her, but... It's a story with a happy ending. Yay! <laughs> um, so she says, firstly, miss you, Jokers. Loving you, your podcast. It's brilliant. Thanks, Natalie. Thanks very much. Um, totally agree about dating. Just date people. Don't overthink it. You've got to kiss a few frogs before you meet your prince, right? Yeah, probably true. Um, so, my first day with Luke, he drove from Oxford to Chester for lunch. <laughs> that felt like pressure enough. That's a long way. He suggested we go on a bike ride, which made me want to die, because how would I maintain any sort of makeup or outfit on such an activity? I would definitely be a red, sweaty mess. <laughs> he also yeah. suggested we go to a tea room, which is quite frankly diabolical. <laughs> I'm assuming this particular tea room as opposed to all tea rooms in general. Um, he obviously didn't know this, not having been before. I wanted to make him feel like he was in charge and taking me out but also had to casually suggest somehow that we did something else and yet make it sound like his idea so we ended up going to this irish pub my suggestion and for a walk and a drive lovely 
Eating first dates are also a bit awkward. Mm-hmm. I obviously panic ordered and just ordered the same as him, a pulled pork burger. That definitely ended up going down my chin, which he definitely saw. <laughs> Orcs. <laughs> Then we went on a walk and I was supposed to know the way. I did not. We got very lost and Luke needed a nature wee. Where do I look? (laughs) So he went into a hedge and I just kept walking. At which point was it okay to stop or look back? I did not know so I just kept walking for a long time (laughs) rather quickly. But it felt like half an hour passed and I assumed it was safe to turn around (laughs) and Luke was jogging after me. (laughs) Wow. I'd power walked quite the distance. (laughs) I think he thought I was trying to leg it. <laughs> so good. Then we had to somehow hurdle this wall, this wall okay. and Luke thought he should give me a leg up. But these were my thoughts. Number one, Luke would know how heavy I was. <laughs> Number two, my bum would practically be in his face. This cannot happen. <laughs> Number three, he must think I'm so boring. We found our way around the wall. <laughs> Finally, Luke dropped me home at like 9pm. I was staying with my parents at the time between jobs. So my sister sees us pull up outside (laughs) and immediately texts my mum to say they're back. So she could leg it home from her friend's house where she was drinking wine. (laughs) I say to Luke, do you want to come in just to be polite? He's travelled a long way. But he accepted straight away and strolled into the living room to shake hands with the parents. My mum came across super keen and offered he stayed the night in the spare room. (laughs) I mean, that is not okay. It was a first date. But he handled it like a boss and politely declined, thank goodness. Finally, the day ended with an awkward A-frame hug at the front door (laughs) without a word being said as to whether we would ever see each other again. Many conundrums occurred, but as you know, we are now married, so conundrums can lead to good things. Good times. Hey! Oh, I love that. That's so good. (laughs) And yeah, these definitely are thoughts that we have. No one wants to be hoisted over a wall on the first day. No, absolutely not. That would be absolutely... And like she said, like just embarrassing. Bums in the face. You also will know how heavy you are. See how unathletic some of us can be. It's honestly, yeah, I've been invited for a cycle ride for a first day. Have you? Did not. I did not do that. Oh no! Yeah, I think I said this on a different podcast actually. Oh, did you? Sorry. Because then he suggested a run, and I was like, "Oh yeah, oh no!" And then he was like, "Why didn't you cycle and I run?" And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> we could go for a walk. <laughs> Why don't we go somewhere we can eat? <laughs> Why don't we eat calories rather yeah, than burn calories? That'd be great. <laughs> Let's do that." Um, oh, I love that. That's a great point, chaos. Someone recently was saying to me that a tandem cycle was a good um, first date, so I don't know how you feel about that, but that's another option, people out there. If you've got a tandem. Yeah. I do know it. someone with a tandem, so um, I could hook you up, maybe. Do you want to go on a tandem? <laughs> fishing? I got, uh, I've got the tandem, guys. Just write in. I, I, no, can provide, I... I can provide the means ready for it. <laughs> haven't ridden a bike for about 15 years, but willing to give it a try for a good date. Great. Okay, perfect. <laughs> guys, write in at taylor2singles at gmail.com. <laughs> I'm going to be like literally heartbroken when I don't get a single off in <laughs> I'm sure you will. <laughs> um, oh, okay. So we do, we need to start recording. I'm sorry. Yeah. I feel like this has got a little bit derailed. But we have a possible section for a future oh, podcast. Yes, we do. The Moral Men, where two men have offered to be part of the podcast. And basically one of them will go on a blind date and we'll like set up how he's going to go on the date. Yes. Where they're going to go, what they're going to do. Um, so if you think that would be a fun segment where we could then get the guy and the girl to feedback on what their date was like, just to show that dating can be fun, yeah. we can date and have a good time, and it doesn't matter if actually it doesn't end in marriage, it doesn't mean it was unsuccessful. Yeah, exactly. So if you'd like that, let us know. They might even have their own jingle. Yeah. As part of it. They might. 
Yeah. Well, they can't be better than ours. No, and they can't be as long as ours because no. it's all about us. Yeah. We, yeah, we were only giving them two minutes. <laughs> all together, not for their jingle. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, let us know. Yes. We also have some exciting, another exciting interviewee coming up. Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah. Next episode will be the final edition of Five Guys and um, What Guys Really Think, yeah. which we're very excited about. Mm hmm. Uh, so lots of exciting things coming up. Encourage your friends to listen. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. And we're on Instagram, Facebook, yeah. at A Tale of Two Singles. Um, and yeah, we just really love hearing from you. Really excited that people are listening. And can't wait to talk to you again soon. Yeah, please do keep writing in. Thanks so much for listening, guys. <laughs> Have a good morning, evening or afternoon. <laughs> Bye. Bye.